Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 630 Chad. Bouchard eliminated from the U.S. Open today, losing 6-4, 6-3. She was the only Canadian on the women's side of the draw. Roger Federer, you can make it 18 for 18 for him. The number two seed winning today, 7-5, 6-4, to continue his streak of reaching the third round at the tournament, which he has won five times. My name is Reed Wilkins. It's Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio 630. Chet, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Appreciate the uh, feedback about the Nick Lewis interview. Uh, he was joking about it. Was he, he got more popular with Eskimos fans after he retired. Sometimes uh, that's that's how it goes. Great to have Nick on the show. He gave you his keys for what the Eskimos have to do to upend the stamps on Monday, get pressure on Bo Levi with five rushers, uh, control the ball, use the clock, maybe force Calgary to be the play, be the team that's trying lower percentage big plays. Some things to look into there as we move along. Uh, I went back. I'll just read this starting from uh, 2017. The Labor Day home and home. 2017 Calgary sweeps, 16 Calgary sweeps, 15 Calgary then Edmonton, 14 Calgary sweeps, 13 Calgary sweeps, 12 Calgary sweeps, 2011 Edmonton on Labor Day, Calgary in the rematch, 10 and 9 Calgary sweeps, 2008 Edmonton Labor Day, Calgary the rematch, 2007 Calgary sweep 06, Calgary then Edmonton, 05 Edmonton then Calgary, and 2004 the last Eskimos sweep in the Labor Day home and home. It has been long overdue. So the uh, NHL season coming up, I mentioned next Sunday, we're going to have an actual live hockey broadcast on this station. 1.30 pregame show, 2 in the afternoon for the start of the game. Oilers rookies at Flames rookies. So you can see how Evan Bouchard looks in that game. Oilers 10th overall pick from this past summer. And uh, we're rolling into finally being able to talk about some concrete action, talk about how players are doing on the ice instead of on paper. And you get some fun stuff on paper over the summer about predictions and storylines and our next guest responsible for some of that writing he's with the hockey news it is sam mckaig sam welcome to inside sports how are you doing I'm doing great. Thank you very much for having me on. Well, it's uh, it's great to have you on the show tonight. We are uh, heading towards uh, NHL games that will, well, I don't want to say count in the standings because I don't want to put that much emphasis on the preseason, but we're getting there. We're getting towards camp, so we're, we're getting through that time of year where we're uh, talking a lot about what-ifs and projections, and uh, you know all about that at the Hockey News, don't you? Uh, yeah, we're definitely diving into, uh, as you say, the 
prognost- prognostication side of things. Uh, our, our pool book for the upcoming season just came out. We just put out our yearbook. Uh, in fact, we just closed our season preview today, so that'll be coming out as well. Uh, and in, in doing all those things, you know, we've you know we've looked at every team and sort of best case, worst case scenarios for each club this season. Obviously, uh, updated the depth charts, looked at the line combinations, and uh, you know just basically tried to catch up with all the off season moves and and try and figure out which which teams are on the rise and which teams might be headed the other way. You know, people love that hockey news pool guide. Dare I ask, is how many internal hockey drafts are there inside the hockey news office? <laughs> we we uh, we do a, a mock draft, which is in the in the in the pool book. Um, certainly, no surprise to Oilers fans that it thinks that Connor McDavid was uh, was the number one choice, as as I expect he will be for the next decade or so uh, in the in the grand tradition of Wayne Gretzky. Um, and then, uh, you know, certainly after that, it, it closes up a bit. Uh, so, yeah, we do, we do the big mock draft in the pool book. And then, uh, you know, there's another pool that we sort of do within the office. And then each of the, each of the staff members are, are in two, three, four pools as well. So, you know, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. And obviously, it's a great way just to keep up with, uh, keep up with who's hot and who's not and, and uh, just uh, the way things are trending. Well, a lot of bragging rights, I'm sure, with the uh, with the internal pool for sure. You know, you got tasked with writing. Well, or maybe you didn't. Maybe it was your idea. I, I don't know. Uh, 31 outlandish predictions and reality checks. Summertime musings on the 18-19 season. I'll, I'll tweet out a link to this, and we'll get into a couple of the, the details. I don't want to spoil it all, but uh, it look it looks like you had some fun with this, Sam. Did this, did this one did this one uh, roll off the fingertips onto the laptop, or did you? have to think about this one quite a bit well it was definitely the accent on the uh, the outlandish i would say you know uh, we're like you say i think uh, that one was maybe a, a week or two ago we were sort of two months from last season and two months until the next season so we were right in the middle of uh, you know the, the real true dog days of summer so yeah i just I, I tried to look at some some sort of crazy things that might happen this year look at some guys that could really break out or 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 maybe go the other way um, I think, uh, you know, for Edmonton, I, I, I said maybe, you know, maybe this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins' uh, time to shine. You know, if he gets a full season playing with McDavid, uh, he certainly produced with them in the second half of last year when they're on the same line together. Uh, and who knows, you know, he's, I mean, if he's a number one pick himself uh, a few years ago. He's obviously got the offensive, uh, the offensive end uh, covered off. And, and, you know, maybe he can uh, parlay uh, McDavid shotgun into the top 10 in scoring. Now, like I said, that's, that's a little outlandish, but that was sort of the, the, the tone of the, the whole piece. Well, you know what? When when Leon Draisaitl played most of a year with Connor McDavid, he was in the top ten in scoring. So uh, maybe the same goes for Nugent Hopkins. See, I think that's one of your your least outlandish outlandish predictions. I got a lo- I love what you wrote for the Minnesota Wild. Eric Stahl reveals he's actually Jordan Stahl. Miku Koivu reveals he's actually Saku Koivu. And then your reality check was Ryan Suter reveals he's actually Gary. So you clearly <laughs> you clearly went a little more science fiction with that one. Well, I, I take any one of those players, you know. I mean, I guess a couple of those guys have maybe aged out a bit. I'm not sure how fleet of foot Gary Suter is these days. And uh, I guess the same goes for Saku Koivu. But, you know, I, I got to say uh, the Minnesota guys that are mentioned there too, Eric and uh, Eric Stahl and Nico Koivu and, and Ryan Suter coming off, uh, you know, pretty almost career-threatening uh, ankle surgery. Um, those guys are getting up there too, and, and maybe they'll uh, – 
Maybe Minnesota's a team that might be going uh, down the standings a bit. I mean, obviously you expect Edmonton to rebound from what happened last year, and, and I think the Wild are one team. The Oilers um, could certainly target to, to leapfrog this season. Sam McCaig joining us on Inside Sports from the Hockey News. He's a features editor. He's uh, been writing some great columns over the summer, and we're having some fun with his outlandish predictions uh, column that he put out there a, a couple of weeks ago. You know, it, it's it's a funny time, and I I have a rule on on this show, uh, Sam, that uh, because there are times of years, often before a big a big football game, but we'll do it at other times too, where I encourage people to text in their predictions, and I say, don't worry, only the correct predictions are saved. Every, all the other ones just somehow got lost over the weekend and will never be referred to again. So that's because, hey, who, who like at this time, of year, I mean, who, like I was looking through last year, who had who had uh, Colorado improving by 21 wins? Who had Vegas in the Stanley Cup final? Right? I mean, there's always something you can't see coming. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously Vegas was a once in a lifetime thing that we've never seen before. Um, Colorado doubled their point total from, you know, 48 to 95 uh, season over season with basically the same lineup. Um, in fact, I think we had uh, this, uh, sort of a reverse tooting of our, our horn. I think a year ago we sort of we had Vegas, Colorado, and New Jersey as the bottom three teams in the NHL. And of course, they uh, all went on to make the playoffs. And so maybe that's a prediction that I, I shouldn't have, have brought up. But, it, you know, it just, yeah, it, it is a crapshoot. We're, we're in a time when, you know, we, we talk a lot about parity and, you know, there's there's seven or eight teams sort of at the high end. But, I mean, you look at the playoffs, you, you're one of six teams, one of 16 teams to get in. You, you have a legitimate shot to win. Um, and, you know, there's there's another at least eight or ten teams that are knocking on the door right behind those 16 playoff teams. You know, there's there's really maybe a, a handful of teams that, you know, you know, look at Ottawa, Vancouver, Detroit. Um, you know, you kind of expect them to struggle this year. Uh, the Rangers are, you know, really re- rebuilding. Um, but, uh, you know, there's, there's 20 to 25 teams that are going into the season thinking, yeah, we got a shot. Well, the Toronto Maple Leafs are one of them. Your outlandish prediction for them was the Leafs win the Stanley Cup, and then your reality check was it appears we've reached the outer limits of outlandishness. But look, the Leafs look good. I, I think they should be good. I'm sure as more and more predictions roll out, uh, there, there might be a few that, that have them going deep or, or winning it all. Uh, I mean, you're uh, you're in the GTA with all the disappointment that the, the Leafs fans have faced. It's like, are... Are people afraid to say it? Like, are they afraid to jinx it by making the prediction? Like, what are you sensing from the fans? I think that's a that's a, a pretty good perspective. There's a, you know, there's definitely optimism. Um, this is a city that hasn't won the cup in over 50 years, so they've been they've been uh, bitten before. But I mean, obviously, you, you land John Tavares in free agency. You, you add him to a team that's you know obviously that's on the rise with you know Matthews and Marner and Nylander. Um, you know, guys, even Morgan Riley is you know he's only 25, uh, and Frederick Anderson. You know, he's sometimes runs a little hot and cold, but he's he's pretty good. He's you know he's a borderline Vesna candidate when he when he's on for sure, and and he's certainly been on a lot more than it, than he hasn't been. Um, you know, no secret that in in Toronto that they're they're probably their biggest need would right now would be just that 
that linchpin defenseman, but you know, it's a, there's a long line of teams that would love to sort of add a, a top pair defender. Yeah, no kidding. That's uh, that's something everybody's looking for. Well, Sam, this this was a fun column. And speaking of defensemen, you wrote a great one on on number one D, so people can check that out. And I'm going to make you a promise here, Sam. Um, I'm, I'm going to print up your column with all your predictions. We'll have you on at the end of the season, but all the incorrect ones will just have mysteriously had some kind of ink spill on top of them. Does that sound fair? Well, I, I was going to tell you that my phone number might change until you said that last part. So in that case, yeah, I'll, I'll keep the same phone number and we can definitely talk again. Sounds great, Sam. That is Sam McCaig checking in tonight from the Hockey News. If you follow me on Twitter, at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S, I've tweeted out the link to his article. It was earlier this month. Maybe you've seen it already. For every team in the NHL, all 31, he does an outlandish prediction and then a reality check. And again, for the Oilers, his outlandish prediction is Ryan Nugent Hopkins finishes in the top 10 in scoring. His reality check, when you play with McDavid, anything is possible. Well, I'll tell you what, Leon Dry was in the top 10 in scoring two years ago playing with Connor McDavid. If Nuge is there for most or all of the season, uh, I, I would think Nuge might have a shot. I would think Nuge might have a shot to be in the top 10. And, and again, if the Oilers' power play is anything other than incompetent, which it was last season. I have some predictions rolling in for the Labor Day Classic. That's always fun on the text line. Some optimistic Eskimos fans. We will get to those. Uh, you can also, in the spirit of Grant's interview, send me your outlandish prediction for the upcoming NHL season. The uh... This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. The more you make me laugh, the better. Without using any words I can't say on the radio. We're back after the break. You're listening to 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. The Eskimos still the most penalized team in the Canadian Football League. Here's coach Jason Moss. We've addressed it. We talk about it every day and it's kind of time for us to just get better at it. And again, I know it's going to be a work in progress. I talked about that a couple weeks ago when we had our you know, a game that blew up on us because of because of it, and we've worked to get better at it. But it doesn't happen overnight, and our guys are continuing to work at it. And obviously, we've each week we've implemented something new, and so our guys have come up with some, some more stuff that we believe is going to ultimately help us. But at the end of the day, it's focus. It's focusing in on every play and doing your job. And I think if our guys do that a little bit better, we'll be better for it. Well, Calgary doesn't take a lot of penalties, so the Eskimos can't afford to give up a lot of yardage in that category. No doubt about that. Some text to 63630. This, uh, I don't see a name. Who sent this in? I'm not sure who sent this in, but I did get your message yesterday, and this person reminding me, hey, Reed, I texted yesterday predicting the Eskimos will surprise everyone with a 33-21 win. you gotta, you got to put your name on it, so if we're back, well, I'm doing a show Monday night, actually, after the game. So if you're right, i got to know your name. And uh, Rob says, Reed, I'm using a Clubber Lang voice here. I predict pain, pain for Calgary. I'm not going to try to do a Clubber Lang impression, but I did find this. What's your prediction for the fight then? Prediction? Yes, prediction. Pain. 
There it is. Thanks to the miracle of YouTube, Mr. T as Clubber Lang in Rocky Three, which uh, really one of the top six Rocky films, is it not? Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Walter is on the line. Walter, what's going on? Uh, yeah, I was just calling uh, for a prediction on Monday. Oh, sure. And for me, if if Edmonton wants to beat Calgary, they're going to have to bring their A game. Oh, for sure. Uh, they're going to have to bring their A game, and guys like uh, Gable Walker and everybody, and then not taking uh, the penalties. Like you were saying about uh, the league, the league and yards, stay away from the penalties. Absolutely. So do you think? So is is your prediction though that that is going to happen or or not happen? If Calgary gets ahead, let's say it's like four. Like the biggest problem I've known over in the last few years is when Calgary gets ahead of Edmonton, they feed off that. Yeah. And if that has to change, if it's fourteen nothing, Edmonton, Edmonton has to get bring their A game, and they have to get points in the in, early in the quarter. Take uh, the crowd out of it. Yeah, for sure. And Walter, if they don't take if they don't take the crowd out of it, and Calgary gets a, then Calgary's just gonna like oh here we go again. Okay, Walter, I got I got to press you here, buddy. You you called in with a prediction, so give me your final score and the winner. Um. I'd say probably thirty twenty one Calgary. Okay. All right. I wrote that down, Walter. Is that okay? Uh, and the other question is, uh, when you were talking about the Oilers. Yes. I've read in magazines where a lot of people are saying that uh, Connor or David's going to wind up with one hundred and fourteen points. And what do you think of that? It's it's hard in like I, I, I'm a diehard Oilers fan. I'm a diehard Eskimo fan, and I've heard I've read magazines where actually uh, a lot of these guys are predicting Winnipeg to to beat Tampa in the uh, Stanley Cup final. Yeah, I saw that. Well, th- those teams should be good again. They got good goalies, so the Oilers are going to need. Uh, good goaltending as well. Hey, Walter, thank you for listening tonight, and feel free to call any time, okay? Okay, yeah, I have the number here. Okay, cool. That is Walter checking in at 780-496-0063. Uh, good stuff from Walter tonight. So he's going. He's, I, I, he's an Eskimos fan, but he's going 30-21 for Calgary. Uh, Jay Bueller texting in. Oh, JF missed you, buddy. He goes, uh, the Oilers win the division. Oh, this is great. The Oilers win the division, finishing the season with a team record win streak and with Nuge and McDavid combining for 100 goals. That is Jay Bueller's outlandish prediction. Nugent Hopkins and McDavid combining for 100 goals. Everybody save these on your phone. Everybody save these texts whenever you make a prediction to Inside Sports. So if you're right, because that's the rule, the wrong predictions, somehow we just we just lose them. 
from one show to the next? What, what, they just they get lost? I don't know what happens. They get lost. The dog ate them. They get, I don't know. Brian Jesperson puts them in recycling by accident. But the correct predictions are, are always celebrated, but you, you got to make sure you save them because I, I sometimes I don't remember to save all of them. Uh, I, I did say McDavid's going to get 53 goals. That's my, that's my late summer prediction for Connor McDavid. Uh, we shall see. It's going to be fun. That was great to have. Uh, that was great to have Sam McCaig on talking about the uh, his outlandish predictions. And it was awesome to have Walter call in. Really appreciate it. Eskimos getting ready for the Stampeders. Mike Riley also commenting on the poor penalty situation. Some guys are playing for the first time and, and, you know, guys are rusty and things like that. But, you know, once you get to the midpoint of the season, you don't want that to be an issue. And as JC said, that we, we were better at it, but we still did hurt ourselves pretty pretty badly uh, in certain areas of, of the game last last week, you know. So um, when you're playing against anybody in this league with the way this, this season's gone and the parity and, you know, you see anybody can beat anybody else. So, you know, the little things are, are what's going to make the difference in a game all right gonna be a fun labor day weekend uh of course we have uh what do we have tomorrow montreal and ottawa monday also toronto and hamilton and winnipeg and saskatchewan and what should be a good one on sunday i know uh stoffer was on earlier this week saying that you know if the eskimos drop down to 10 and 8 or 9 and 9 by the end of the year maybe they're fourth on the, the division but remember every they're all playing each other Right, I mean, Winnipeg and Saskatchewan play each other. Yeah, they're both chasing the Eskimos. Only one team's going to win that game. Uh, I, I, I don't think the Eskimos drop below third. I, I'm, I'm going to be optimistic there, and hopefully they stay in the battle for a home playoff game. Dewey Swathing and Lloyd Minster says it will be 27. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 24 for the Eskimos on Monday. We're back after the news with Zach Sachenko, the goaltender for the U of A Golden Bears. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. Good to have you tuning in tonight. NCAA football getting underway. Oklahoma State is leading Missouri State 31 nothing with six and a half minutes left in the second quarter. Now, why would I tell you about this game? Well, because Sherwood Park's Chuba Hubbard into the lineup for Oklahoma State. He redshirted last year, had an outstanding career as a running back at Bev Facey. He's uh, got four touches in this game, three carries for 15 yards, also has one reception for three yards. Uh, I was reading some preseason stuff about Oklahoma State today. Probably third at best on the depth chart, uh, but everybody uh, ahead of him is older, so a chance to move up during his time as an Oklahoma State Cowboy early in the season here. Uh, and often, as I'm sure you know, sometimes you get blowouts early in the season in college football. Teams uh, schedule some uh, less than competitive opponents, if we can put it politely. Also, NFL preseason tonight, it is 3-3. 
at the half between Minnesota and Tennessee, Brandon Zilstra, the former Edmonton Eskimo, two receptions for 24 yards for the Vikings uh, in that game, his last chance to show himself. He uh, didn't play the first couple games, didn't have a target when he got into the lineup. So uh, we'll see if Zilstra can be impressive enough to stick around with the Vikings. We'll keep an eye on that one here throughout the evening. Ray texting in, hello, Reed. I'm going to say on Labor Day, 33-31 for Edmonton. Sean White will kick a 54-yard field goal with seven seconds left. That is from Ray. Trucker Dave. Hello, Reed. Nugent Hopkins, 35 goals, 46 assists for 81 points. Oilers get 44 wins and around 100 points. Sixth or seventh in the conference. They're back in the playoffs. That is from Trucker Dave. Well, you know, if Nuge could crack 70. That would not surprise me if he's with McDavid. And Trucker Dave adding in that the Eskimos will not be able to get over the hump. He says Stampeders 36, Eskimos 28. That is Trucker Dave, loyal listener to 630 Chad and Inspired Sports. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with Zilstra. If, if the Vikings don't keep him, I mean, does he hang around on the practice roster? Does another team say, come with us? Or is he coming back to the CFL? And then if he comes back to the CFL... Uh, does he? Okay, here's the thing. Total, total hypothetical, and and trades in football aren't the same as trades in hockey. Total hypothetical. Uh, Brandon Zilstra comes back to the Eskimos ne- next week, whatever, in a couple weeks. Do they then have to trade Bryant Mitchell and or Vidal Hazelton? Or do, or or do they? Let me ask you this. Now I'm totally spitballing here. This is just me speculating. I don't have any inside information. Want to want to? This is just BS right now. If Brandon Zilster comes back to the Edmonton Eskimos and your secondary is still porous, do you dangle Stafford, Walker, or Williams to try to get a star DB? There, there's a hypothetical for you. Just just wondering. That's But a lot of ifs have to happen for even that to be considered. But uh, some, there's some water cooler talk for you. The U of A Golden Bears back at practice. The goaltender who helped them win the national championship last year, Zach Sachenko. Zach, welcome back to Inside Sports. How are you doing? Good. What's yourself? Are you? Doing very well. Nice to have you back on the show. Uh, hockey rolling again. How was your summer, though? No, it was busy. It was busy. I was in, uh, in Edmonton all summer, and it's... Uh been a very busy summer just working getting ready for the upcoming season but uh, i'm really excited to be back here now dare i ask uh, what you were able to do for work in the summer was it was it related to your degree or did you did you dive into something else uh, i just got into business this past uh, spring so i was doing a lot of green and gold camps with the university here and just trying to help out with the program okay nothing business related yet i hope to do that next summer good stuff how do you like working with the kids and some of the kids you meet in camp yeah, honestly, uh, I'm a huge believer in giving back. I mean, the sports, uh, the sports been great to me. The amount of experience I've had to, uh, I've been blessed with throughout my career has been something, you know, truly remarkable. And I just, uh, if I can influence another kid's life in the way that uh, kids influence my life, you know, that's uh, that's a huge, a huge bonus for me, and that's something I, I take pride in. What do you try to get across to the young goalies? I mean, I know there's the, the technical part of the game, but you're probably dealing with a lot of kids who are at different levels of ability, and maybe some have already had a growth spurt, and some, you know, aren't quite what they're going to be physically yet. So what, what, what do you try to get across to the kids? 
Yeah, you're not wrong. We've seen all shapes and sizes of goalies and all skill levels of goalies, right? It's, uh, I know when I was in Calgary, I worked with a guy named Dave Marcoux, and he was uh, Kippersoft's goalie coach. And, you know, I don't know if I'm sure you other guys remember him, uh, the Kippersoft guy in, in Calgary, and and just uh, the influence he had on goaltenders in Calgary, and it was uh, it was special. I mean, that's that's a huge reason why I was a goaltender, and that's a huge reason why I am today is because of Dave and because of uh, of Kipper. And if I can just kind of influence influence goalies and show them what it's like to be at that next level, show them what it's like to uh, to play at this level, play for the university. It's uh, and I'm doing I'm doing them a favor. I'm giving back to sport, and that's that's what's real important to me. Well, good for you for, for getting involved in that. It, it was back on uh, March 18th. Uh, you guys won the national championship. Here's a question for you. Did, did you PVR that game? Like, did you sit down and watch it at some point over the summer? Have, have you seen the whole game? I'll tell you what. Yeah, I've seen the whole game. And uh, actually, our our, uh, our video guy here at the university got us that clip. And I'll tell you one thing. I've watched the ending of that game probably 25 times this summer and it just brings chills to my chills to my skin and chills to my chills to my bones i mean that was uh that was a moment i'll never forget it's been a real long time since i got to win a national championship and uh you know what uh this is just a real special group there's a moment i'll never forget well a lot of guys coming back uh, I, I know ian herbers was on with stoff earlier today unfortunately stefan legault who is the, the mvp of the university cup uh gonna miss probably half the season with an achilles issue but i, I mean it's it's got to be pretty encouraging coming off a national title win and and having all those guys like most of the team back yeah no definitely definitely it's uh it's obviously tough to hear hear news of guys like stefan that that uh hurt himself pretty bad this off season we're starting the year on the uh, disabled list right but uh aside from that you know we get uh, we get 95 percent of our team back we're bringing in two two or three real good recruits that'll that'll benefit this team and i don't know i don't know how to tell you Reed, but this is just a real special group and it's uh it was fun to play last year and i'm really really looking forward to this year well, I, I, Golden Bears fans got to be happy to hear you saying that on August 30th because you're well aware of the expectations are with this team, and it's it's. Uh, I don't want to say that uh, teams that don't win nationals uh, are a disappointment, but that the, the expectations are, are pretty high. So you're rolling with that uh, right away, and, and you have your goaltending partner uh, back as well, Brendan Burke. You guys uh, split most of the season. You know you're at similar points in your uh, careers, so this this is a tandem that uh, that people. Should probably get used to watching again yeah no absolutely me and Berkey we push each other real hard and we've got a we've got a real good relationship and not to mention Kenny Cameron who's our who's our third guy last year I can very well play any kind of any game any league here so he's uh he's a real good goalie and that uh, signifies our, our three tennis I mean this this team is so special from our fourth line guys to our second line defense uh everything and above you know this team is special and uh and like I said, I'm really, really looking forward to the upcoming year. What has this week of practice been like? I mean, have you guys uh, dove right into it with the same intensity you, you might have a little later in the season, or or is it uh, a little more of an orientation, for lack of a better word? Uh, I mean, there's obviously the conditioning aspect. A lot of us haven't been on the ice all that much this summer, and you know, it's tough to uh, to kind of come off the ice from being out of it for a good three, four months to jumping right into hard skates. So, Ian's doing a really good job of getting us in shape here and helping us to the best of his ability. And, uh, yeah, he's doing things a little bit different than what Serge did last year. So, we're, uh, we're trying to learn our new systems, learn our new power play, learn our new PK, and all, uh, all while learning our new systems to get in shape, too. So, it's uh, it's been a fun week. 
All right, and then you guys dive right into some games next weekend. You're going to Penticton for a couple of preseason tilts against UBC. Uh, Zach, before I let you go, i, I got to ask you something else. I, I was looking at your uh, Twitter account. Chunko. <laughs> Chunko is uh, your handle on Twitter. Now, was that That's a my nick- Twitter handle, actually. What's that? That's just some, that's something I had in Bantam. That's what the uh, the boys call me in, in Bantam. And, oh, jeez. You know, ever since then, it kind of stuck. And, you know, that's my Twitter handle since then. So, obviously, I can't change my Twitter handle. But uh, I've kind of outgrown the nickname. But uh, Twitter handle still stays. So, it's, uh, <laughs> it's been fun. Okay, I was wondering when you when you got it and if it was still relevant, but uh, I guess you're stuck with it. Yeah, that's, that's Twitter for you, man. Yeah, no, exactly. That's Twitter <laughs> for you. Once it's on the line, it's on the line forever. There's no change in it. So. Well, Zach, it's, it's good to talk to you. I know we'll talk throughout the season. Great to hear you've had a good summer and you're looking forward to the new season, man. Thanks for making time for us. No, thanks, Reed. Appreciate it. Zach Sachenko checking in, goaltender for the U of A Golden Bears. He was the stopper in their national championship victory in March. Good to see uh, U of A hockey rolling again. They're in Penticton next weekend, a couple of games against UBC. It's 744. Uh, Jeff texting in. He says, hey, Reed, wouldn't Brandon Zilstra make more money on the Vikings practice roster than he would playing for the Eskimos? Uh, I think it would be close. I mean, he'd be a pretty highly paid CFL player. Um, so, I mean, he could probably make more in the CFL in a year than he would on an NFL practice roster. But I would think if he gets the chance to be on a practice roster, he uh, he stays on it because then maybe you crack the full roster or wind up with another team. I'm saying, if Jeff, I guess if he's released outright, what does he do? Does he, does he hope another team gives him a shot in the NFL or does he come back to Canada because he know he could get a job and a paycheck right away? That would be the debate. We talked about that with Aaron Grimes a little bit earlier. But, uh, yeah, good point there from Jeff texting 630, It is 7.45. We'll- with threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Call a quick timeout, and then we'll welcome Darcy Park from the Edmonton Wildcats back to the show. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. Appreciate you tuning in tonight, Labor Day Monday. Morley and Dave in Calgary, 11.30 for the pregame show. Game at 1, Eskimos at Stampeders. Uh, we'll have some fun tomorrow. We've got a former Eskimo coming into studio. And I will have a live show on Monday from 6 to 8, so it'll be good to talk to you on Labor Day. My name is Reed Wilkins. Uh, speaking of the Eskimos secondary, we had Aaron Grimes on earlier. Obviously, uh, it's been struggling a little bit. Possibly possibly Money Hunter returns to the starting lineup against the Stamps, maybe filling in for uh, Nick Taylor. We'll see how that develops over the weekend. Junior football, of course, in full swing, and I'm pleased to be joined by the head coach of the Edmonton Wildcats, Darcy Park. Darcy, great to talk to you again, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Reed. Thanks for having me on. Well, it's uh, it's good to check in with you. I, I know uh, we spoke to your counterpart with the Huskies, 
Uh, Ian McLean last week heading into your game, the uh, the big rivalry game between the two Edmonton teams. The Huskies came out uh, on top in that one. Uh, how did you feel you guys played? Um, you know what? Uh, I, again, I thought, thought we did okay. Um, you know, the score obviously I don't think was very indicative of the uh, the level of competition. Uh, you know, we made some mistakes in terms of uh, special teams, just giving up a couple block punts, which gave them, you know, some easy scores. Uh, but all in all, I think once we watched the game film, I think our guys felt pretty confident that we were moving in the right direction. And again, we got, uh, we think we got the right guys in the locker room to kind of get this thing going. Uh, you know, so you, so you mentioned a couple uh, big special teams uh, against you, and uh, I know you were in, uh, you know, a pretty. A, I know it wound up nineteen three in week one, but it was it was a pretty close game throughout in, in that one. Is is this maybe a year where uh, you're going to need a little bit? I mean, I'm, and I'm just looking at the scores here, Darcy. But is this a year maybe you need a little bit more from your defense, or or your offense is still coming along a little bit, or how would you characterize it? Yeah, I think so. Our defense is definitely the strength of our team. Uh, you know, we put them in some tough spots against the Huskies, but uh, so far they've been doing a great job, uh, you know, keeping us in, in, in the games. Um, uh, you know, our offense has, has got a lot of young talent on it, but we're led by a fifth-year quarterback. So we, our expectation is that, uh, you know, we're, we're going to start hitting our stride here right away. Um, but we're at the same point, uh, you know, the plays that, that are there to be made have to be made. And, and again, we think Swedish is... Uh, it's really, as a fifth year, this is only his fourth ever start in our league. So, um, you know, we think he's, the game's slowing down for him and he's going to be able to uh, take advantage of the, the plays the defense are giving us. Yeah, 0-2 in an eight-game season. You know, I, I know there's time to turn it around. There's not tons of time. Uh, and you got a game against the Calgary Colts coming up this weekend, and, and they're struggling. I mean, I, I was talking about their uh, extreme point differential. They've been outscored 125-1 to in two games. So, I mean, clearly, uh, I'll let you put it in your own words, but, I mean, clearly this is a game you, you got to jump on and, and not take for granted. Yeah, we, we divide our season up into four quarters. So obviously we are down a bit in the in the first quarter, and then we think the start the second quarter of our season that we have an opportunity. Um, you know, we've got uh, Calgary, a bye, and then uh, Winnipeg and Calgary again. So uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to dictate you know our season. And obviously, um, you know, Calgary's struggling a little bit. They got a new coaching staff, but you know they've got one junior team in their city, and and they've got athletes on their field. And you know they just picked up a, a couple four players from uh, University of Calgary. Um, so, you know, we know they're, they're going to be talented. We have to be able to, they're like us. They're looking at this this game on the schedule and saying uh, this is going to be the turnaround for the season. So, you know, we're just trying to uh, impart in our guys that, you know, there's nothing ever given to you in this league. You have to work extremely hard and take advantage of the opportunity. So, you know, we've had a good week of practice. Um, we've had uh, high, high, high intensity and I think our guys are really uh, excited for the challenge. How do you like to structure the week of practice, uh, Darcy? I mean, is there? I, I don't know if you have rules in your leagues about pa- in the league about pads and, and and contacts. Would you? Are you the type of coach that you like to install a lot of new plays, or how do you approach that week? No, we're. You know what? It's just the way the game is changing. Uh, I obviously in my twentieth year, so things have changed a lot. Um, you know, I'm still a big believer that we have to uh, be in pads a little bit, but. I've been convinced by uh, some of our coaches that, that there's a better way to do it. And, and honestly, um, in terms of, of uh, our physical play in a game, I haven't been disappointed. We're not in pads uh, you know, any day. Our, our O&D line will, will bring out shoulder pads and do some, some of the work that they need to do. Uh, but the rest of the team's uh, just in helmets. And, and you know what? We, I think that uh, it keeps their bodies fresh. Uh, these kids are growing up playing the sport that way. 
so so they don't know any any different. So you know we've made that adjustment. Again, it's it's about practicing at tempo and getting your condition in there, and then doing your fundamentals on tackling and blocking uh, against bags or or what or what or just air, and, and making sure that again we're solid. And like I said, uh, you know in the first two games, I, I I'm not really going to point to missed missed tackles or or anything like that. So you know uh, we've. We've had a little bit of a difficulty with obviously the smoke the first couple weeks of the right. season, yeah. just managing that. And then uh, last week we had a water main break near our facility that flooded it, so we were very fortunate. The Eskimos came through and and uh, let us uh, use their their facility while they were in uh, Hamilton, and and uh, you know that was something that I think the kids you know was a real special week for them being in the visitors' locker room and and practicing on Commonwealth Stadium and and, and using the uh, rec center for one of the practices. So. I mean, all in all, uh, you know, we've, we've been able to show that we can handle adversity and adjust to changes, and, and I think that's going to go a long way in kind of our mentality for the rest of the year. Now, is your practice facility back up? Have you been okay this week? Yeah, we've got, we're under a little bit of a construction zone, and okay. uh, but again, we're making do. We're back on our field, and uh, we're feeling pretty comfortable in terms of getting back to our regular routine. Uh, Darcy, I'm going to go back to something you mentioned earlier in the conversation. Uh, you said you had two punts blocked against the Huskies? Yeah, yeah, we did. Okay. They have, uh, they have a, a special player, you know, Shane Samuels. It's, he's been notorious for that last year, and, and uh, you know he came off the edge a couple times on us. They move him around and do a good job, and and he's just like he's just got a great knack to get into the block point. Okay, well, because I wanted to ask you, uh, so maybe because you know you know what it's like, Darcy. Sometimes something happens to a team, and then that that. It gets in their heads, and you've you've dealt, and you, and good things can happen too, right? I'm sure you've had yeah. guys play over their heads because they had a good start to the season. Um, I mean, do you, do you have to address that on special teams so that doesn't become a, a bugaboo mentally, or, or how have you dealt with that? Yeah, no, it's it's 100. percent Like I I kick myself because you know I've been doing this long enough where I shouldn't do it, but you know we go on the road on a 40 man roster. Uh, it's our first you know real live game. We make some mistakes. We make the corrections on film. We play a home game, and, and I'm trying to get as many guys on, on the in the roster and on the field as I can. So we put some new guys in new positions. And as a coach, you know, I like I told them, I, I kind of failed them in terms of, of not preparing them and, and uh, giving them the looks they needed. So again, we put some young guys in some tough spots, and and uh, you know the Huskies took advantage of it. We learned from it, and like I said, everyone's played the spots they're going to be in in live action. Now we've got lots of film. Uh, we've got all of our rules and assignments down, so I, I think moving forward it's going to be good. But you know, as a coach, it, it's tough again to yeah, I, again balance that. You know, we're trying to get we trying to get our guys who have worked hard onto the field and show that they can play at this level. So you get them in on special teams. That at the same hand, you're going to deal with some young mistakes, and and ultimately that's my responsibility as a as a coach to to make sure that they are 100 percent on their assignments. All right. Well, Darcy, thanks for uh, giving us an update on your team tonight. Obviously, uh, you know, I always hope the Wildcats and Huskies are, are, are peaking in the same year. So uh, we're, we're previewing a, a championship game between the two Edmonton teams at one point. But good luck against the Colts here. Thanks for coming on tonight. Thanks, Reed. And I think, uh, I think you're bang on. We're pretty close to getting to that point here where uh, the Huskies are, are, have done a great job. And, and I think we're, we're uh, right right behind them by the end of the year. Right on. That's Darcy Park checking in tonight, head coach of the Edmonton Wildcats. So we'll see how they do against the Calgary Colts on the weekend. Chuba Hubbard from Sherwood Park, keeping an eye on him, playing for Oklahoma State tonight against Missouri State. Now has two receptions for 11 yards, three carries for 15 yards. Oklahoma State up 31-7 at the half. Thanks to everybody who texted in tonight and called in. 
Always a pleasure to talk with you, and I really appreciate that you listened. Behind, besides Darcy Park, you heard from Zach Sachenko, Sam McCaig from the Hockey News, former Stampeder Nick Lewis, and Eskimos defensive back Aaron Grimes. Dave Campbell, the producer of the show, the studio producer tonight, Angie Quinnell. My name is Reed Wilkins. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Take care. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.